Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting Tone which is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, Epic Highlander Academy. Today's episode is all about the humour where I've had the chance to sit down with their frontman Phil Marsh to discuss the humour's journey and their current EP. Stick around because that's all coming up and much more on today's episode. from Set and Tone. Today's episode is all about the band The Uma, as you heard mentioned back in the intro. Um, I recently had the chance to sit down with the band's frontman, Phil Marsh, to discuss The Uma's journey, some of their influences, how the band came together, and so much more. That interview will be coming right next. Um, but before we bring that, I want to bring you one of the tracks off the upcoming EP, which is out on Friday, the 3rd of June. Uh, the track that I'll be bringing you is a, tr a track called Enemy, which is an absolutely amazing track. So stick around because that's coming right next. You're playing God, but this is my religion.
track everyone so that is the track enemy taken from the band's upcoming ep uh, really love the track it's absolutely awesome before um we dive into the interview i want to take you back to um, a track kind of really what brought my attention to the band uh, a track called wake up um just to kind of give you an example of kind of the journey and where they're at now uh, in such a short space of time they really have progressed and grown as musicians and as a band so here comes the wake up and then we're going straight into our interview with bill if only wake up we'd see the somehow people are strangers surrounded by doubt we're killing for a living and we're failing too much Reaching out, trying to clip out the faith we can't touch. start off welcome to set and tone hey thanks for having me not a problem um for those that don't know Phil, how did the um uma come together so the uma started so obviously 
back in the day, you know, I'd done lots of bands when I was younger and stuff. And, uh, you know, we did some cool things. And then it got to a point where I wanted to do something different and I wanted to do something that, I don't know, that felt honest, I guess, and felt more what I was about. So me and one of the guitarists from the old band, we just decided to kind of, when the old band would, you know, divvy away, we decided just to write, you know, just to have some fun, see what would happen. Um, and I think we spent, because I just become a father, so I wasn't really in a position where I could be out doing the band thing all the time, because obviously for anybody who has a newborn baby, it doesn't happen. And if it does, it's it's hard work. So we just kind of wrote stuff and and ideas and whatnot and, and kind of wanted to know where it was going. There was no plan. There was no plan for another band. It was just, let's write some songs. Let's see what happens with these songs. And then we wrote the song Fire, which is one of our singles, uh, earliest singles. And it just kind of felt like, fuck, this could be a band. This could be something. So we uh, we decided to kind of carry on. So we carried on writing. We wrote with some great people. Um, we wrote with uh, Alex Davis. He used to be an Elliot Minor, good friend of ours. We did some sessions with him. Um, you know, and we just kind of potted around, I guess, really, before there was any kind of like, don't know, kind of like solid path. Do you know what I mean? And then, don't know, we were like, fuck, let's make this a band. Um, so we met, uh, there's another friend who said, Ben, who's our bass player, he was originally going to join Yuma as a drummer. Uh, and we were just going to be a three-piece thing. And, um, yeah, that kind of didn't really, you know, it didn't feel right. He was like, I feel like I should be playing bass. Do you know what I mean? So we're like, yeah, fuck it. All right, we'll, we'll deal with the drummer thing as it comes, you know. And, yeah, next thing I know, we're about to go on tour with Waster. Um, and we haven't even got a band name. So we're like, what, are, you know, what do we do kind of thing? And um, the one day, uh, Dan, who is the, um, who's the guitar player and main songwriter in the Uma, he just texted me. He was like, Uma is a sexy name, isn't it? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, like Uma Thurman. I was like, yeah, it's pretty badass. He was like, let's just call ourselves Uma. So I skipped, a, I skipped a step, but we had some management. So we had some really solid demos. We reached out to some management and one of the managers come back and it clicked. And that's who we're with now. Uh, and she was like, guys, you can't have Uma as a name because Spotify won't have it because it's, um, it's, a, it's a Hindu god. So obviously there's a lot of religious worship music. So it wouldn't cut through on the play playlists on uh, Spotify. So I just went... Let's put, just, just let's just put the at the beginning, <laughs> and we're like, "Fuck it, we got a tour to go on." That'll do. And then, yeah, the Uma was born, and that was it. That, that's how we. That's how the Uma kind of got created. That's it was a bit mental. That's absolutely nuts. A simple word just by putting the has fixed the whole problem. <laughs> I thought no one's going to go for this. No one's going to go for going. Let's just put the at the beginning. It'd be fine. <laughs> and then when they all went, all right, I was like. Look at me bringing ideas to the table. That's amazing. 
Yeah, so, you know, we went with that, and, uh, yeah, that was it. The, the, the Uma was born. You've recently put out a stunning couple of singles uh, this past, what, month or so? So we have Enemy yeah. and Red Light. What was the uh, process in terms of, like, obviously putting these together, the writing, and kind of, like, your, your guys' mindset for the tracks? So for anybody that kind of followed the Uma from the early days, I say early days, I say pre-pandemic, um, we were quite poppy with our first single wake up and fire and stuff. And obviously we got going as the pandemic hit. So like a lot of artists in whatever industry, we kind of, you know, we were stymied a little bit and we, we, we weren't a band that was willing to kind of, at the time, didn't want to go on like TikTok and all that lot. We didn't want to be like, I mean, it's a big thing now, isn't it? About TikTok and content and being a musician. And it wasn't something we wanted to do. So really essentially, we didn't really go anywhere off the back of those first few singles and the longer the lockdown went down it went on we didn't know what to do so i don't know we were writing more pop songs and don't get me wrong we all love pop we all love it but it didn't feel it didn't feel honest it didn't feel it felt forced so every demo we were putting together was just like i'm not really vibing it or one person would vibe it and the other person wouldn't and it was like, okay, so what? At what point? What are we gonna do? You know, like we don't know when we're gigging again. We don't know when we're gonna get back in the studio. You know, we essentially almost broke up because we'd started this band, which we're really excited about. We've got you know great management, and it was all like yes. And then obviously everything kind of happened. Um, so like, we didn't know what to do, and it was it was it was a hard few. It was a hard year, I guess, mate. You know, because. We were releasing stuff, but we couldn't obviously have PR because everything was closed and we weren't a viral TikTok band and it was hard. And then one day, Dan just sent me this riff. He's like, it might be a bit heavy for us. And I was like, nah, man, that sounds, that sounds fucking great. So the rest of the band looked at it and like Ben and it was just like, dude, this is great, man. And then another riff came through. Now, Dan, Dan Jones is the king of riffs. I've never met a guitarist like it. He can just bang riffs out at you. And he just went, this just feels natural to me. This just feels real. And for me, I grew up with Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne. Like that, that's where I grew up. Um, so a rockier edge for me is like, it's like a wet dream. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we just started writing heavier. And I guess, I think as an artist today, I don't think you can pigeonhole yourself with a genre. Um, I think you have to, I think you have to adapt and you have to grow. Um, and for us, these, these riffs and these songs and these melodies just felt kind of right. So we got in with the same producer who did our earlier stuff, who's Jack Wilson um, from Fickle Friends. He's one of the most talented guys I've met in my life. And again, he is a fellow elder emo. He grew up with all the, you know, Emmanuel, Taking Back Sunday, all this kind of stuff. So the whole thing just felt, for anyone who's a musician listening to this, to go in a studio and to write a song is, is amazing. You know, from your, your beginning you know, whether it be like a chord or a title or what, it's amazing. But when you've 
don't know, found a mutual ground. We like, fuck, this is exciting. This is really exciting. It just felt like, I can't explain it. It was magic. And then before I know it, we got in a writing session. We were an enemy. And then we started working towards the rest of the song. So yeah, Enemy was is the new was the first single. I guess comeback. Can you call it a comeback? I don't think you can, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and dude, it just felt so right and just felt so perfect. And again, Red Light, you know, Red Light's got you know it had its first Radio One spin the other day, and they were talking about it having trap influences and punk influences and. I'm just like, fuck yeah, because that's what we're about now. I, I say what we're about now. That's what we've always been about as individuals and as musicians. And I guess because our first single was pop, we kind of felt that we had to go that way. But I don't know, Enemy and Red Light and what's coming is just what the band's about now, for sure. Yeah, absolutely spot on. I, I noticed that Wake, Wake Up is a really good feel-good song, and it is popular, whereas... Enemy is and red light are a little bit heavier. You, you've touched on some of your influences, and I've noticed this from getting to know you over the last um, God knows how many years on social media. But you know, you're into Motley Crue, Aussie, and then you you're quite happy to listen to stuff like Busted McFly, which is absolutely awesome because it's such a diverse kind of. You're going from that '80s kind of scene to I don't know the the noughties kind of. Um, I don't like calling them Busted McFly because they're really not. They were mislabeled. I personally think they were pop punk, but British yeah, pop for punk, sure. um, for sure. which is really cool. You've got that diversity in your in your catalogue, and I really like that. I think it's important as a, I think as an artist, I think it's important to kind of take influence from everything. I mean, God, man, if I think back to me, just like I know that the whole band were influenced by different things, but like if I think about me, I think back to being a child, and my mother used to do uh, exercises in the lounge when I go to bed, and there'd be the Monkees, the Beatles, Black Sabbath, uh, Aussie's solo stuff, Motley Crue, like Skid Row, like everything going off. Um, and I think for me, it was all music, man. Like it was all music. And like, I had such a, I had such a bad childhood. Music was the only thing that kind of got me through. Um, so for me as an artist, and well, you know, obviously back then I wasn't an artist, but for me as a human being, I took it all and I, I put it all, you know, held it all of it really close, I think, because it was like a safety net. So as I got older, I never really was bothered about genres. Like I've always been a punky kid, you know, even when I was going through school, I had the chains and the, you know, the stupid hair as I got now. And I, that's never changed, but I'd be listening to anything, man. Like, God, I if somebody was to say to me, oh, like, dude, check out my music, it might not be your bag to look at me, but I'm like, dude, if it's music, man, it's all music, I'll listen to it, you know what I mean? Like, my playlists would scare people, like, you got, like I love country, got, mate, it's, I think it's important as an artist, because, like I said at the beginning, you, um, the, as you go on as a songwriter, as a performer, you don't want to stay, you don't want to get stagnant and keep to kind of one vibe, and I think if you can, if you've grown up with an array of different stuff, you've always got stuff to kind of go off mentally. I mean, for me as a songwriter, I can hear a chord and I'll be like, it will take me to like a vibe. And I'm like, fuck, that's like a, it's like a metal kind of vibe. I'll be like, I'm getting country vibes off that. And then the rest will kind of follow suit. And I guess I kind of hybrid, hybrid everything in my own brain when it comes to creation. 
basically. So I think it's important not to pigeonhole yourself for sure. One hundred percent. I'd even go as far as saying, as music fans out there, that's great. If you want to, I don't know, listen to Slipknot seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, go and listen to Slipknot twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. But don't be afraid to kind of put something in that you you might not order it because if you don't try it, you don't like it. And something that I keep saying on my podcast is when I'm reviewing different bands, we've all got Spotify or Apple, what's like a tenner a month. Pull it in. Yeah. You're not paying any more. You're not paying any less. Exactly, man. Like you're not, you're not kind of, it's, you know, it's like back in the day, I'm probably showing my age now, but like back in the day, you could go on a HMV. You probably remember this, mate. You go in and there used to be like headphones. And you I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And obviously these days, kids haven't then got that. So like you say, if they've got Spotify, it's literally nothing to press play. And, and I say this as a small band as well. It's so hard being a fucking small band. And it's odd, right? Because when you're a smaller band, your music is accessible. It's there. If someone hasn't got to go into a local show and buy your £5 CD to take home to put it on. If they want to check you out, they can literally type your name, press that, and that's it. But people, people... It's like a small business, man. People are used to what they like, and it's it's hard for them to kind of move across. And but I, you're right there, mate. It's a ten pound a month. We have got the world at our fingertips now. You can listen to whatever you want without it costing the world. So yeah, it's mad. Like you've got you've got access to everything you want to listen to. If you want to give something five five seconds of your time, it's a quick type, man. Quicker than a quicker than a cup of tea being made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, this is it. Like, and I'm, I'm not necessarily a lover of digital music, but that is one of the one of the main positives that I've happily since yeah. played this for all day long. Um, it was a while back. I think it was November, but you guys did a headline show, was it in London? Was well, we did. Um, it, it wasn't a headline. It was it was a night with um, Vans Music uh, at uh, oh, what was the venue now? Oh God, I want to set the Seabright Arms in london so every um every kind of month uh worn out which is a company our friend owns and part of vans music we're doing a night for like upcoming bands mm-hmm. um so they put four or five but no three or four bands on for a free show in london for people to come to come down no charge just watch some new upcoming music and it was fantastic and to be back on stage after that after that dirty pandemic, mate, it was absolutely amazing. Because we had that, and just before that, or just after, we went to Prague as well. And we played a show in Prague for a, a festival thing. And, yeah, it was great. It was nice to kind of be back on stage. Realise how unfit you are, so I need to sort myself out. <laughs> Being back on stage, running back and forth. But, yeah, it was amazing, man. It was great. It's fine. As much as I love him, as long as you don't get to Vince Neil's level, you'll be all right. Yeah, mate, that's not happening. That's not happening, mate. <laughs> Love you, Vince, really. Don't sue me. Um, <laughs> obviously, you mentioned that, that you've done the London show and the Prague show. It must, you've said, and what a feeling. They're the only two shows to date. Are they Are they not? Have I got my information wrong about that? What's that, sorry? Are, they, are those the only two shows you guys have done to date? Yeah, so um, we might have an announcement soon. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. So anyone on our socials keep keep peeled. Well, this kind of leads nicely. I know what you, I think I know exactly what you're alluding to because for anyone that's kind of got their eyes peeled, the third of June, I believe, is the date in which a certain EP is coming out. 
Yeah, and man. And I'm just wondering, normally when people drop an EP, they normally like to do a little celebration release show. So I, well, I don't know. It's on our, it's on our, I mean, it's, it's on our to-do list. I mean, we're, because we're not full-time bands yet, you know, and we, we still kind of have to work day jobs at the moment. So we haven't got an initial EP release show booked, um, but there's things coming up. So yeah, the, the back of this EP, there's things coming up. I mean, I can't wait for this EP. I think for me, it feels like the most honest thing I've ever done. I mean, I've been playing and writing music since I was 15. And to this, to me, feels the most honest thing I've ever done in my life. Vocally, it's the, it's the thing I'm most proud of as well. Um, I feel that I brought my A game vocally into the studio. Um, I am over the moon, man. I, the songs, it's the four track EP. We released, we released the, uh, the titles on our Instagram. Um, obviously, Enemy's going to be on there, Red Light. We've got two other songs, one called Welcome to Hell and one called Antidote. And we are fucking, mate, we're so excited, dude. It's going to be, like I say, we're still a small band. We're going to be relying on people sharing it word of mouth and whatnot. But I promise you, man, I, I don't think we want to put anything out shit. And I think this is why it took so long for us to put together this EP. I mean, we're still, we've already started writing for the next release. Like we've got, we've got studio dates booked. Um, so it's, it, this is like the beginning. See what I mean? It's, and it's a, to us, it's a strong beginning. And I, uh, I'm so confident in this music. I mean, I, it's, it, the people that are giving it time and listening to it, of being so positive, man. Like, dude, get this right. This is crazy. So I went to uh, the Alice Cooper gig in Manchester um, on Friday. Um, our management hooked it up so I could go down. So I went down and I watched the Alice Cooper show. Alice Cooper, legend, rock legend, fucking yes. So obviously, like any fan, I came out of there and I was like, fuck, every musician fucking killed it so i followed i followed his band i was like gotta follow these guys and next thing i know i get a like on my story from uh ryan roxy who's the guitarist for alice cooper who's like fucking legend and i was like and i was like pretty i was fangirling pretty hard I was like dude you just like my story like you must have just checked me out for following him next thing i know man i woke up this morning from a message from him on my instagram going basically saying the music's great he fucking loves it um he hopes the stars align for us and everything works out like that's so random for alice cooper's guitarist to message and support our band and i'm like fuck to, and that speaks volume that's do you know what i said like i'm so proud of this for people of that kind of stature to just randomly message me and talk mm-hmm. about how much they love the music that to me I'm not a fucking viral TikTok TikTok star, you know. I don't. I feel like I don't need that when I've got people like that randomly reaching out about the music. I think the music speaks for itself for sure. That's that's pretty rad, um, and it is a nice that. I don't think people realise that these kind of rock stars, they're they're human beings, they're fans themselves, so they're happy to you know go searching for what's new and what's coming up, and yeah. they put their eyes and ears open just like everyone else. Pretty cool, dude. Sure, man. Like it was, I it it blew my mind. I was like, "What the fuck? This guy has this guy has played with everybody, and he's a 
big fucking guy. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> fucking hell, all right. Down. I think that's what we strive for, man. This is what we say as a band. This is what we always said. I know today, a big part of today is, you know, it's all, it's, it's all a popularity contest, isn't it? Like, you know, if you're viral on TikTok, people give a shit. You know, if you fucking, if you've got the money to fucking push it out there, amazing. There's people in a, in a lot of like positions that allow them to be in front of people a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just gonna let our music do the talking, you know. And and I think I'm proud of that. You know, it's it's organic. I'm gonna it's gonna grow. Um, you know, blessed to have the support. You know, blessed to be speaking to you now about it. Just to kind of, you know, have the opportunity to to put it out there and know that people will listen to it. And yeah, we're, we're so confident in it, mate. So confident. Cool. Do you have a uh, favorite track of TP and why? For me, it's Red Light. Red Light is is the one man. Like, so we had this, we wrote this song called "This Is the End," and uh, you know, it was it, the riff was so strong, and we wrote it. We went down to the studio and we wrote it and we recorded it, and we got it back. And like, I was like, cool. It's cool. And Dan was like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dude. So we're in the studio for another track. And we finished that other track. And then we're sat there going, shall we look at this as the end? We played it. And Dan was just like, I fucking hate it. And I love Dan because he's so just fucking honest with stuff. So our producer turns around and goes, right, it's done. But I feel you. What do you want to do? So we just decided to fucking we go right. Let's just write another song. We had we had four hours left in the session. We're like, let's write another song. And I was like, fuck! Like this is our last day. We need, we obviously we had a timeline to get the EP finished, and like we've essentially just binned off one of the EP tracks. Like, and there's four hours left in the session. This ain't gonna get done. And it's what we call a twenty minute chonga. It just came together. For me, vocally, it was a it was an interesting development because I I mean, you know, you've listened to how I do. I'm, I'm a vocalist, I sing everything. So for me to be sh- like shouting and screaming in the song is like is like a big deal for me. But I had so much fucking fun doing it, man. And this and 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 like the song itself is is essentially about being in that place where I think everyone's had those days in their life where they feel a bit mentally lost, you know, um, you know, you're finding your purpose, you know, finding your happy place, so to speak. And I think we've all been in that situation where the lyrics just kind of fell together. Um, Yeah. And Red Light was written in about two hours and we, we just fucking laid it there and then, man. And it's, it's probably one of the most excited, exciting songs that I've been part of, man. Uh, yeah, Red Light. Everyone goes to stream it immediately, honestly. It's a fucking belter. But the, all the songs on the EP are great. Antidote, Welcome to Hell is just how it sounds. It's just fucking, again, about a dark time in your life. You know, we, we, we're quite big advocates for mental health, as mm. I'm sure a lot of people are. Um, and I think as a band, and individuals who haven't had, you know, the cleanest of upbringings, we can talk about it and hopefully that might help someone and 
rub a message off somewhere. But um, yeah, yeah, fucking to answer your question, Red Light is hands down my favourite track on the EP. Awesome. Um, I know you've brief, very briefly touched on it. Obviously, you've mentioned that there was some announcements coming and obviously you writing. Um, is there anything else that you can share as to what is next for yourselves? I mean, <clears throat> other than the EP at the moment, <clears throat> I can't mention anything else. All I will say is that it's coming soon. It is coming soon. And we're very excited. We are attending the Heavy Music Awards this year, which we're very excited about. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're pretty buzzing for that because it's the chance for us to kind of get our get ourselves out there and, you know, show people that we are lovely individuals. <laughs> um, so that's going to be cool. And then you'll see us at Download, Causing Havoc, um, and Slam Dunk and stuff. Um, just trying to kind of, you know, promote, you know, you know, the score, rub the shoulders, yeah, you know, be the green-headed beacon in the field, you know. Um, yeah, right. It's awesome. all coming soon, man. We're super excited. Awesome. All about that smoothing, right? A bit of smoothing. You know the score. <laughs> um, just to kind of round out the interview, close it off. Got a couple of fun questions. Always like to throw a few of these in. Um, yeah, who man. would you like to share a cold one with, and why? Can be the person can be oh. dead or alive. Share a cold one with. Uh, do you know what? This isn't just. God, that's such a hard question, man. Like, I think for me, having a cold one, it would have to be, this sounds really bad because he's just gone into uh, rehab again, but <laughs> Steven Tyler, <laughs> I'd like to have a, a cold water with him. He's like my hero. But I think as far as, as, far as new art, I say new artist because he's not a new artist, but about a year and a half ago, I, I got into uh, Modson. And I, I'm so excited about that guy's music. It's not typically something I go for, but there's a like, an, there's like kind of an attitude behind it I really like. So I'm hoping. I know he's sober, but I'm hoping it download. I might get the opportunity just to kind of say hello and just to ask a few questions because uh, I, I I like his vibe, what he's about. But uh, yeah, either him or uh, Stephen Tyler. But you know, with Stephen Tyler, it should be a coffee just to keep yeah. him sober. It's definitely strict, strictly like tea and coffee and iced tea. So, <laughs> um, if you could put the humor's main support to a band, who would it be and why? Oh, god, main support to a band and why? I'd love to support <clears throat> obviously Bring Me, that would be a dream come true. Bring Me the Horizon or Hollywood Vampires, mm. that would be a cool one. Uh, we are uh, Hollywood Vampires are on the same management company as us. Um, so I'm dropping hints for anyone my management <laughs> hearing this. But yeah, Hollywood Vampires would be amazing because, you know, I, I love Joe Perry. I love Alice Cooper. I love Johnny Depp. That would be insane. Do you want Amber Heard saying your merchandise? Amber Heard can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> She's strictly not on merch, not on any guest list. <laughs> no guest list for you, Amber. <laughs> um, and then the last one, what is coming in Phil Marsh's playlist? Oh, God. Uh, in my playlist at the moment, oh, God, who am I listening to right now? Um, obviously, we've got, the, we've got the classics in there. We've got some Busted. We've got some McFly. My friend James from Busted, his new album, a lot of his new tracks are great. Um, I've been listening to a lot of country music as well, man. Uh, Jordan Davis, Luke Coombs, Morgan Wallen. 
Um, obviously, Hollywood Vampires. Uh, God, I, I'm really enjoying uh, Cassiette at the moment. Just, you know, I won't mention that she won't follow me on TikTok, but I'll just mention her vocals are amazing. Uh, and also my daughter's heavily getting into that kind of vibe now. So I'm quite liking her. Um, Bring Me the Horizon, Aerosmith, Ozzy Osbourne, Motley Crue, the usual stuff as well. Even I've even got some Machine Gun Kelly in there, man. So it's, uh, which I didn't think I ever would, but you know, you can't, you can't deny a banger when it happens, can you? You know? To be fair, that, that punk album, the first one, is a bit of a good album. I, to, uh, I, I, was, I was at a point where I was like, I loved, I loved him in the dirt. He did a great job in the dirt. I loved him. Met him at Reading Festival purely because of the dirt. And then <clears throat> I was like, I'm not listening to it. Because if anybody else released this album, nobody would give a shit. But then I just started listening. I thought, you know what? Fair play, dude. You're doing your thing. People are loving it. You know, you're smashing it. Yeah, go ahead. Go on the playlist. There you go. Good boy. On the playlist. So, yeah. Um, Trashbow. The lads. Who else? And like, just old school stuff, man. Like really old school stuff, like Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. <laughs> that kind of vibe. <laughs> Great track. Great track. Mate, absolutely awesome to chat to you. Um, Likewise, well, thank you very much for having me, man. Really appreciate no, it. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Remember, June 3rd, the enemy EP, it's happening. So that was Phil Marsh from Bandima. Um, once again, a massive thank you to Phil for his time, taking the time out of his day to talk to us about the journey of the band and what's what they've been up to and what's coming next. Um, to close out the show, I want to play you a track from the EP that's coming out on the Friday, the 3rd of June. Uh, this track is titled Red Light. It's another cracker of a track. Um, Guys, once again, thank you much for sticking around to tune to this week's episode. It means the world's happy support, as always. Um, busy time for setting the tone. Setting the tone next weekend will be at Download Festival, and I cannot wait to be bringing you some interviews. Um, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag as to who we are speaking to, but there are some awesome interviews that are booked in, ready to go, ready to speak to these fans, and I am working on more. Can't wait for the festival. hope it's a success. Um, I believe just coming back holiday weekend as of the 3rd and the 4th of June is Sandunk Festival. So anyone that's at that festival have an amazing time. Dead jealous that some of you will be seeing the amazing Alexis on fire. Um, but yeah, thanks again for your support. And um, as always, if you want to have anything reviewed, it's a bit of a busy time. I, mean, I have got a backlog of requests for stuff to be reviewed. So I do apologise for that. Um, simply drop me a line at stt hyphen setandtoneoutlook.com or you can reach out through the social media channels we are on Facebook and Instagram our handle is UK podcast or Twitter is STTUK podcast um, alternatively please come over to those socials and show some love show some interaction um, like comment um, start a debate on um, anything music related I'm happy to engage um, in those conversations I'm happy to support where I can um, have a smashing bank holiday weekend and once again thank you for listening here comes Red Light
We'll be right back.